I mean, a lot of people, you know, have reasons to be confident. We all have reasons to be confident. So it's not for no reason. But I do sometimes in the beginning of class say that I want irrational confidence like that, you know, irrational finance bro confident <laughs> for being real. everyone welcome to the shift today we will be chatting with camila ramon she is peloton's newest cycling instructor and a wonderful wonderful human being in this interview we talk about discomfort and body positivity and if you just want to feel good and a little bit more confident in who you are and really ready to take on the world and maybe make that leap that seemed a little uncomfortable you should listen to this episode we hope you love it, and we hope you'll tune in again on The Shift. Okay, hello, Camila. Welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about your road to Peloton or to your current career. How'd you get there? Yeah, so I was born in Argentina. I moved to Miami when I was seven years old. Grew up in Miami dancing, running. I After college, I went to work at a big girl job, you know, an office, nine-to-five kind of situation. And then I decided an office job was not for me. And then I made the shift into fitness. Um, when I made the shift into fitness, I realized that growing up as a dancer, growing up as a Latina, my relationship with my body and with myself wasn't the best. So after healing my relationship with my body and with myself, I made it my mission to help other women and other people around the world, especially within the Latinx community, do the same. Because I know that we tend to run into those cultural obstacles and then I kind of developed my own training app, training program in Spanish. And I've always loved Peloton. Like I was super obsessed with Peloton, but I never had reached out or never considered it a possibility because my husband was in the military until my husband and I decided we no longer wanted to live the military lifestyle. And he got out of the military. And literally two weeks later, after we moved back to Miami from LA because we wanted more space, because that's where he was stationed, I was like, let me write an email to Peloton. And I wrote an email to Peloton and they got back to me. So, you know, here we are. Oh, we're living the dream, you know? You are like living proof that <laughs> random cold emails do actually turn into something sometimes. Literally. And so you joined the team about two years ago now, right? Yeah, I joined the team about two years ago. My live class was actually October 5th. And ever since then, you know, it's been an amazing journey. Now I'm also on the tread, so I'm running with everybody, and it's been super cool. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Have you had, I mean, I know with anything new, but especially something where you're front-facing so much, have you had a lot of, or even a little bit, of, like, imposter syndrome when you first started? Were you like, oh, my gosh, everyone's so much better than me at this. How am I going to do this? Or did you feel pretty confident going in? You know, I sent the email and then they wrote back to me and I was like, oh, my God, now I actually have to do the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I can't like, oh, so now that means that I have to like, you know, go in and do this audition or whatever. And I definitely it was it was challenging for me to work with, you know, such amazing, incredible superstars. Right. Because I am the newest cycling instructor, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so for me, it was like, okay, well, everybody else has started. They're pretty settled. And then here I come, you know, little old girl from Wichita, Argentina that grew up in Miami, the 305, and, you know, trying to do the damn thing as well. But everybody has been extremely supportive. And, you know, imposter syndrome is something that's extremely normal. And, you know, I definitely have 
my moments where I get into it. But at the end of the day, I feel like I've shifted my mindset a lot to reflect that if you're getting feelings of imposter syndrome or feelings of maybe like, I'm so nervous about this. I'm not sure if I can handle it. It probably means that I'm moving in the right direction because it's challenging for me. And I don't want to be stagnant anymore. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it now, like leaning into the discomfort. I love that. That reminds me of one of my many favorite quotes, but it says the days you're most uncomfortable are the days you learn most about yourself. And I I feel like there is a direct correlation between discomfort and personal growth. So I think that's beautiful. Um, That segues us perfectly into uh, the point of the whole show. And I don't know if you did it on purpose, but you mentioned a shift, I think twice. And I just thank you. You really just fed into uh, our marketing plan here. Um, (laughs) It worked out great. The second time I had to say it came out and I was like, oh my God, amazing. (laughs) I mean, it couldn't have been planned any better. But Camila, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? So I think the best advice that I've ever gotten was actually advice that I got from my best friend, Tulani, who I also considered to be one of my mentors. It was something along the lines of your present lifestyle is sending you signals when you're not in alignment. And continuing to think small and getting stuck on old habits will not take you where you've never been. Listen and be in the now. And she said that to me when I was like, yeah, she she said that to me, you know, as I was making this like change into this new position. And it really hit because I was like, I'm a person of constant evolution and constant growth. But when there's a large jump that happens in your life, that's not super aligned with the way that you were living before or leading your life in the past, there's certain things that you start to realize about your lifestyle that you're like, yeah, that doesn't really feel good anymore. So her highlighting that and saying like, what can we do to make this better? Or like, what, how, how can I like help you so that you're more in alignment when these opportunities pop up and you feel your best, right? I think that coming into this job, I realized that high performance people have high performance self-care routines, 100%. Like that's just definitely how it is. And I I definitely underestimated the effort that it was going to take me to show up as my best self on camera every single day. So when she gave me that advice, I literally was like, girl, okay, you always know what to say. Okay, You literally always know what to say at the right moment. I love you so much. Um, I used it to optimize my routine. I used it to optimize like what I was consuming, my nutrition, my self-care routines, um, my mental health routine. And to directly eliminate old habits that I was holding on to where I felt like they were bringing me more harm than good. And I think it made such a huge difference in the way that I was able to show up every day. I feel like I have to do less work now on the daily to show up as like my brightest, most confident self, which is the way that I want to show up every day on camera, right? And I I feel like I'm in the right mindset because, and it's easier for me to be in the right mindset and in that positive headspace because I feel like I'm, leading a life that is in alignment with my biggest dreams. And that's really cool. That is so beautiful. Wow. Um, good friends you have. I Poetic friends that you have. <laughs> that is like the most beautifully said little quote I've heard in a long time. Um, I mean, so it seems like you have a theme of like your body, your mind knows when you're not in the right place. And sometimes that's uncomfortable, but it's what pushes you. And 
Are there certain ways that you use that both in your personal life and in fitness too? Like how do you deal with discomfort? Yeah, I lean into it. (laughs) I I lean into it. And I've been trying, honestly, this year, I've been trying to do things that make me feel a lot more uncomfortable. So I'm like signing up for like random classes, like try new things and to just do things for myself too because I feel like I... I tend to do a lot of things for other people and I don't and for work and I don't leave a lot of time for, you know, my personal routine. So leaning into that like fun kind of discomfort, I feel like also prepares me to tackle like the moments where I'm actually feeling discomfort that's beyond my control. So like, yeah, if I'm taking a class and or like, I don't know, like I have a really bad at singing, but I started taking singing lessons. I love that. It was so bad, girl. It's going to get better, but it was so bad. (laughs) Literally. And so, like, now when somebody is like, oh, hey, say this in front of the camera. Like, I remember the first singing class that I took. The guy was like, okay, well, sing me this the song that you wanted to sing me. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I can't do it. And he was like, okay. So, like, you know, he, like, kind of pushed me into it. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Listen. And if I can do that, I feel like I can do almost anything now. I think that's incredible. I also love to ask on the reverse side of this, is there any worst advice you've ever gotten or like a quote that you just do not like? Is there anything that you've heard and you're like, that doesn't sound right to me? And the worst kind of advice. Trick one. Yeah, this is very, this is very tricky. <laughs> the worst advice that I've ever, honestly, I really hate the like no days off mentality. Like that quote just, oh my gosh, it's so in accordance really- with that. It really throws me off because, like, I have a lot of off days. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes I just need a day to lay on my couch in a blanket, you know? Um, so definitely th- that no days off. And then, like, anything that's, like, perpetuating diet culture, like, I'm just thinking about, like, the these are, like, literally the worst ones that I've, like, nothing tastes as good as skinny fields. I'm, like, literally oh. just, if I, I don't see that as often as I did before. Sometimes I see it in Spanish still because, you know, Latin America is a little behind. Yeah. And every time I see it, I'm like, no boil. Get it away from here. <laughs> this is trash. Gaga. No, honestly, I mean, I think if we're around the same age and we grew up in that era where those were the quotes we were listening to 100 calorie packs, um, Weight Watchers, and nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. I remember those so vividly. Goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Good riddance. Um, good parents and goodbye now i like to you know step into my comfort zone train feel strong um and i think that also the coming back to the discomfort thing like when and because i am an athlete and because i i don't sing for a living i train <laughs> unfortunately um coming back to that i think that really stepping into the discomfort is something that really pushed me to in training to step into my power and i always feel I always say this in class, but when you feel like you can't and you do, that's when you find your power. Um, and that's the same power that you take with you, like off the tread, off the bike, off the platform, off your training session. And you go and you do something that maybe scared you or was extremely challenging for you, but you make it out the other side. And that's also how you build confidence. You build confidence by repetition, by doing things over and over and over again. And at first, when you try those things, you're not going to be good at them. You're going to feel extremely uncomfortable. But at one point, you're going to feel really amazing. I mean, when I started um, teaching at Peloton, I was extremely uncomfortable. I was like, why are there eight cameras? I don't even know where the light is going. 
if you've been to the studio, you know. And now it feels like second nature. Like, I feel like I don't need to do as much or if like not even like half of the work that I used to do to be able to show for class, you know? Yeah. No, I think the mind and the body are all muscles. And the more you train your mind to be uncomfortable, the easier it is to get in that discomfort and get through it. So I think that's a really beautiful point. And it's one that I think a lot of people could learn from. It actually also leads us into another question that I love to ask, which is what advice would you give to someone? And I want to do this twofold because... Not only are you inspirational in your career, but also I love what you've done just and the story that you've told on becoming more confident in your body and the way that you look and the vessel that carries you through this earth. Um, So what advice, first of all, would you give to anyone struggling with body image right now? To anybody struggling with body image right now, I would say that starting on the inside, like befriending, you know, your shadows and working on that internal love and acceptance is a vital part of becoming your best self. I think that we give so much credibility to other people for what they're able to achieve and things that they're able to do. But I know that from experience, like recovering from something like a terrible body image uh, perception, for lack of better words, is something that's extremely challenging and it's not to be taken lightly. And as we spoke earlier, the mind is a muscle and I always say in my classes like it's not only physical training it's mental training as well so continue to put in the work understand that there's going to be days with like that are a little bit darker that are a little bit lighter where you're feeling more confident and a little less confident um and trust that if you put in the work it's going to get easier and it's going to get better and you definitely deserve to come out on the other side for sure and your value is not tied to a relationship your value is not tied to a job and it is most definitely not tied to your aesthetics so i hope that you know that and that you continue to love yourself and stop picking yourself apart and celebrate yourself for everything your body can do that is beautiful mic drop so beautiful i knew you're gonna have a good answer to that you (laughs) did um so then second part what advice would you give to someone who is where you were maybe two years ago, or maybe it's earlier than that, but who's thinking of sending that email or taking a risk on a dream? I mean, I know it worked out well for you, so. Yeah, I think um, I think it all comes back to like, at least for me, I think it all comes back to like knowing your value and understanding what your intention is and who you are. So I would say to continue to say no to people who don't see your value, um, that letting go of the need for validation is not admitting guilt or giving them credibility. I think it's freedom to experience the range of possibility that the world has in store for you. So when you say no, It's not just a door that closes. It's an opportunity for you to step back and reflect and see like what it is that you truly want to achieve because nobody gets to decide what your life will look like besides you and you do not need to justify your dreams to anybody. Hands down. (laughs) Did you come like straight out of a quote book? No. I mean, but I also think 
I also think, wait, I want to add one more thing because Please I do. think this all kind of ties together, like the self-love and the, um, you know, professional development because valuing yourself, you know, leads to confidence and it leads to understanding and being well-prepared and like not, you know, just nonchalantly sending an email when you have, you know, no grounds to send it on, right? So like being smart and like being well-prepared is definitely a big part of it. But also not feeling the need to justify anything to anybody ever really is something that I've learned like I saw in the beginning as you were talking about like this is probably something I would uh, like I would say to somebody maybe five years ago you know talking about like understanding when one door I had so many doors closed instead of in my face like so many emails that I sent that nobody responded to and this just happened to be the one that they did which is really dope but when I first started maybe two years ago I would say something along the lines of you don't need to validate your confidence like you do not need to always feel like you have to talk about your hardship especially as a woman to feel like people will understand why it is that you're confident right because in this job we get a lot of feedback right <laughs> so I tend to get a lot that when when I share stories about like you know that are a little bit more sentimental about my past and my struggles which are actually very true and you know they I hold very dear to my heart because it's a moment that really shaped me and really helped me become who I am today when I share moments like that followed by moments of confidence they're always extremely well received and sometimes when I just share myself being extremely confident loving my body every single inch of it talking about it in the way that I want to being unapologetic and being the woman that I want to be that day it. it's not as as well received as it is when it's backed by a struggle but I'm making the active decision to only share those moments when I want to share those moments like I do not need to tee up for you to accept my confidence that's a you problem not a me problem I think that's beautiful be confident for no reason I for no, for no, sometimes okay I mean a lot of people you know have reasons to be confident we all have reasons to be confident and so it's not for no reason but I do sometimes in the beginning of class say that I want irrational confidence like that you know irrational finance bro confident <laughs> for being real something along those lines we all know it <laughs> i think that's wonderful so point point of the, the podcast we should all walk around like an irrational finance bro with that kind of confidence yeah irrational finance bro confidence for the world because it's true i mean not this is like a vast generalization but sometimes it's like you see you feel like they just get it from nowhere like it's just like they were born and and there it is and honestly i think a lot of women a lot of people don't have that and why don't we like right. we're we're valuable just inherently because we're human and because we're on this earth and each of us has something unique to bring. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. I love everything that you said. I, um, you did not disappoint. I fangirled for a reason and case in point, everyone, Camila, thank you so much for joining us. Last thing we want to do is make sure that we can have all of our listeners plug you and follow you and where do you want them to go what handles what websites let us know well first off thank you so much for having me i too of have course. been fangirling this entire time you're amazing oh. i've been reading your quotes for years so just know oh. that um and in terms of how you can follow me you can follow me at mila mariana 
on Instagram and TikTok. Perfect. And you can download the Peloton app and we can hang out all the time. But you can hear all my ridiculous stories that sometimes really have no purpose. <laughs> um, and the app is free for 30 days for a new member. So we can all hang out. Yay. As everyone knows, I'm a huge, huge, huge Peloton fan. This is not sponsored in any way. I just love Peloton. And um, if you want a bright spot in your day, take Camila's classes, get more of this inspiration, go to my page, get some quotes, do a workout class, get some quotes. Quotes on quotes is what we're all about here. Quotes on quotes on quotes. Quotes on quotes. (laughs) Uh, Camila, thank you so much for joining us. And to all of our listeners, thank you for listening to The Shift. We'll see you next time.